This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. Local productions on QTV are made possible with support from viewers like you. Thank you. everyone, welcome to Junior Doan's The Spark. I'm Junior Doan and thank you for joining us. Today I'm talking with former reporter, columnist, editorial writer and volunteer Dave Rogers. Welcome Dave. Well I'd like to hear about your volunteer activities these days. Well I've been working with a group of people in Bay City who formed a group called School to Work Pathways and we uh, want to do apprenticeship, pre-apprenticeship program actually to start because the young people, a lot of them, are more amenable to hands-on education than the art of book learning. And there are some programs, but they've basically been defunded. So I, 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 I say the situation right now is that the, the existing providers are overwhelmed and underfunded. So that we're trying to at least make some kind of a contribution to. And who, who are these people who would be eligible for this program? 18 to 22. I suppose they could be a year or two younger if they've dropped out. We've talked to all the school districts, and they agree that, that you know, these people really need something over and above what they've been able to give them. So uh, that's what we're trying to do. I'm following a model that uh, I... Uh, I followed uh, back in the uh, 80s, and the welfare department of the state of Michigan gave the Bay City Schools $2 million to train 100 people in computer skills. And I ran the program, and but we had to pick them up. And not only did we have to pick them up, we had to have a, an aide on the bus to go and get them from the door to the, into the bus. They, you know, these are extremely needy per people. We call them uh, hard to serve. But uh, so that's that's kind of what my passion has been for since the '80s. Since I left the newspaper, <laughs> I've been doing kind of alternative education, and that's what this is. What have been your successes? What can we learn from the various things you've tried with others? Well, we had we had a great. Uh, adult education program it was headed by Art Nixon, who just recently died. He was a terrific guy. We had 700 FTEs. Which what mean, is that? 700 students, full-time equated students, and that, that's a good-sized high school. 
It is. Yeah. yeah. But what age would uh, were these? Anybody that had dropped out, it was 16 to any age, really. We had some older people. Now they're limiting the age. So these are for people who have not completed high school? Yes, yes. I see. But yeah. they would like some further preparation, so they've agreed to do this, or they're interested, or you're nagging them to do this? Well, we don't have to nag them. I mean, uh, the, the, Medi the Medicaid requirements are going to require them either to work or be in training. So that's oh. 500,000 people in Michigan. How many? 500,000. Co that's coming online this next year, not, not tw in uh, 2019, 2020. But, so, but there's a terrific need, and we really need to do a study of, uh, of the whole, all of the aspects of the difficulties. How did these people get into this position? I mean, they have no money. Uh, they never finished school. They didn't, you know, they maybe have had a child or two, but they don't make enough money to form families. And what's happening is the regular schools enrollment is dropping drastically because they don't, we don't have that cohort of people that are upwardly striving and, and you know, making something of themselves. They used to be able to go to Chevrolet or Dow or, or the Foundry or whatever, and they can't do that anymore. And uh, so... Would staying in high school help them? You can't. Usually they've been excluded one way or the other. By what you mean? Well, they've been kicked out for one reason or another, or, and that, that's kind of been my specialty, working uh, on uh, expelled students, things like that. I had. 10 school districts in Genesee County and two in Saginaw one time. And, but these people will do hands-on work. They're looking for welding and all of those kinds of things, robotics, things that So it isn't a behavior reason they got expelled from school. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh it's, it in is. some cases it is. In some, it's extreme poverty, and uh, they don't don't have the right clothes, they don't feel good about going. So there, there's uh, many aspects. We're, we want to work with uh, social workers. We are working with some social workers, but I want to get more uh, into this program. And uh, of course, we, we need to get the funding. So we're, we're talking to an authorizer. And hopefully this all come together by fall of 2019. And what exactly is the program you're looking to fund? And is it established or continue the program? Well, they would be uh, uh, high school completion okay. or GED or, the, or something called the task test. Those are similar. And also an orientation into a trade or a job. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. There, there are going to be 811, they're projecting 811,000 jobs open in Michigan and hardly anybody to qualified to fill them. So that's... Of these mechanical types. Yeah, well, all kinds of STEM things. There's healthcare in there, and computer, and, you know, somebody that can, can really learn the higher end of computers can make 50 bucks an hour. I know, unbelievable. Yeah, but... Uh, but that know. takes a lot of cognitive training, doesn't it? Well, that's what we're hoping to, off to offer them. We are working with a Saginaw Valley State University professor who has done this kind of work before. He says, I can take them from nowhere. And oh, really? Yeah. How is he able to do that? Just 
working with them one-on-one. -on -one and, you know, there's all kinds of, uh, of uh, programs that they can make that kind of money in, but they have to get to the high end. And it is health care and, and robotics and ma advanced manufacturing, those kinds of things. This is really moving fast across the nation right now uh, under a organization called New America. What is that? Well, it's a nonprofit, big nonprofit in Washington, D.C., and New York, and they are promoting uh, youth apprenticeships. So this was just announced last October, so we're hoping to connect with them and be involved with them. On well, and just explain so I understand it, and the audience does too, that an internship to me, as you go to a place where they're making things or doing things, and you learn by osmosis and by teaching, whereas a school may have the equipment, but it's domiciled geographically in a building that is not a for-profit uh, enterprise. It's a training yeah. practice. We're, we're am I wrong or right, or how close am I? You're, you're absolutely right. But we're hoping to get the funding to put these people to work now, under this Medicaid rule that's coming into effect, they have to work 20 hours a week or be in training 20 hours a week, and that, that's fine. So we would offer them that training, and the state will pay for that if we get approvals that we... Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. The, the, the Are you concentrating on a certain few things at the school? Well, to or start, to be? starting out with, uh, with uh, uh, computers, uh, and robotics, and healthcare, and advanced manufacturing. Those are the four that we're, we think have the most uh, appeal and, and the most job openings. So, you know, we're working with Bay Future in, in Bay County, and they've been very helpful. And we've talked to the Bay City Schools, and they've been very supportive. Uh, this kind of student really is a problem for schools to deal with. They're lower-end students, and so they need a lot of tutoring. You, you know, you need to babysit them, uh, basically get them from the house <laughs> out of the bus. And, and I've had experience doing this in the, in the uh, late 80s, uh, 30 years ago now. Uh, we ran that, ran that EDGE program, and we got that we got the $2 million, and, and uh, we had to get 75% of them jobs, which we did. You did, and did yeah. they maintain the jobs? Well, that's, not, you know, we kind of lost track of it after that. But. Because uh, it just seems to be, uh, a, if you have to make sure they get on the bus, and they somehow manage to learn what you're hoping to teach them, and who's going to get them on the bus to work? <laughs> well, hopefully they will get the idea as time goes on. They, they need to have uh, coaching. And, and that's where social work comes in or some, some social other? Social work and, and uh, uh, job coaches. Well, this like is going to be a big enterprise. Well, we're going to have to add uh, many, many aspects to it uh, other than the normal school. You know, you show up or you're... You're right. picked out. Uh, these people are, as I said, hard to serve, severely educationally disabled, poverty, all those kinds of things. But there are people that in those groups with talent. Yes. 
and who can who can you know we've always seen that through the years uh, and some of them worked at Dow and basically Chevrolet I had friends that walked out of high school and went right over to Chevrolet worked there for 35 years made good money so that's that's kind of where we're so at. this this base city effort is through the schools or no uh, a private nonprofit corporation called school to work pathways Oh, that's a nonprofit, and yeah. that was spawned how? We just got started. You, you about got together. It. I love it. That entrepreneurial spirit. Let's solve the problem. Okay, we got the former HR director at Dow is with us, and uh, a retired Navy captain who's uh, occupation. He could teach discipline. Yeah. <laughs> he could teach self-discipline. Yeah. So we've got some good people, and uh, hopefully they will. Lead us to the and how land. will a person apply? Or we'll have to go. We'll have to seek them out. And how will you find them? Well, social media is one thing. We'll have to do a lot of advertising. Uh, we'll have to work uh, fairs, festivals. You know, we did this in adult ed. We would send the teachers out with with bags of materials every every summer, and they would go door to door. In the you know in the poorer neighborhoods, and then they would go to the county market, and some days they'd sign up five or six people. Well, that was a great yeah triumph. yeah, and then because now they had a contact with the person who was at that school, so right more more uh, yeah. inviting yeah, but well, all that has been been cut. The eighty five percent of the funding for those kind of high school completion programs has been cut. When they were fully funded, what was the success rate? Well, it, uh, it varies, of course, but uh, my concept has always been just get them through so they can go to the next level, so they can go to Delta. If they come to us and they say, well, I don't have a diploma, I'd like to go to Delta, you know, they would have to be pretty sharp uh, to right. do that. So we help, help them get a GED or, or a task uh, um, certi certification. Right. And then they could move on. So we'll help them as long as we can and place them. And what all, a good idea. All that kind of thing. Well, everybody that I talk to says, hey, that's, that's great, God. I'm glad you're doing that. Well, we have the schools now. You know, we had at almost every high school had an adult ed, which was a continuing education oh. program in 1992-93. Those are pretty much all gone. All that's left is the, the uh, skill center, the career center, and Michigan Works. And they only get 15% of what the funding was in 1993. But what did the adult ed uh, program do or offer? Basically, it was just, it was just continued education. Uh, for a chance to get a GED or for a chance to, to get a diploma. We gave, uh, last year I was in Bay City, which was 98, uh, 140 diplomas. That was pretty good. I that is. Yeah. So that's, that's the story. And we want to we support the other organizations. And maybe we can do some things that they would want to do and uh, work with them. So... So there's something called the Khan Academy. Are you familiar with that? A little bit. Okay, Khan Academy um, is a free online tutorial in various subjects that advances interactively, I believe, with the student who 
needs to learn it, okay? There's other systems out there, but the whole idea of maybe um, employing some of that, I don't say Khan Academy, but something like that, where they can do on their own time some of the things they may be embarrassed in class to say they can't follow or don't know, I sometimes think would be very helpful. Well, the, the edu educational thinkers are now projecting that education will be partially online and partially seat time. So, you know, it's evolving, this whole thing. Just an online program. No, 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 you can't do just not online. Not supervised really no. doesn't, doesn't work. And so that, that needs to be reined in and because it's eating up a lot of the state budget. But uh, so is the corrections budget for people that are at sea with their lives. I, I'm always impressed. So if I um, buy a new machine, I will get out the instruction book, or I will hope that there is an instruction book. Now they put it online. Yeah. The people younger than I am, way younger, they won't even do that. They'll go to YouTube <laughs> and, you know, how to work whatever the machine is, and then they'll get some expert in the field saying, this is this, this is that. It may even come from the company. So in a sense, they're learning more visually and I'm learning, trying to figure out what the words mean. But I, I need to catch up with the way they're doing because I think um, I might lose the words in future years. <laughs> I mean, they may stop that and just go to videos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, another thing I wanted to mention, we were working with the Bay Veterans Foundation. Uh, What's that? was that? recently formed. And uh, they're a, a a group of uh, veterans, basically, who are doing improvements to the parks in, in Bay City. They did Battery Park. They're acquiring a building, and being uh, it's being rehabbed, and we're hoping to rent some space from them and, and have some interaction there. Veterans have a lot of knowledge, experience, training, and so... Self-discipline. Yeah, so, so we hope that they can provide uh, role models for these, these kind Dave, of how, how did you get interested in this slice of life? I, I had run school millages for years when I was working at the paper. It was a, like a part-time hobby for me. I, I left the paper in 84, and uh, they hired me in the Bay City Schools basically as a communications director and we won some millages in some way that lost, but uh, and they found a place for me in, a, in adult education, uh, which was uh, in Winona School at that time on Winona and uh, Jenny. So I, I just, I took to it. I had a natural empathy, I guess, for certain kinds of people, and I had worked with kids out in the Park teaching tennis and those kind of things. So it just it just happened. It just came over me, and we ended up. We started a, a for-profit company called JST Job Skill Technology. We had 40 programs around the state. Superintendents at that time didn't know too much about computers, but they wanted a computer lab right. and they wanted a program. So we gave them the whole thing, all the computers, the, the uh, furniture, the, the training, the recruiting, the teacher, everything. Very successful company. Where did you learn your patience from? <laughs> Making mistakes. Oh, tell me <laughs> about that. 
I, got, that's, that, I could talk about that forever. Please, start. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I worked at Northwood. I taught at Northwood. I was there three years. I was at Michigan State for two years as a grad assistant. Right. And then five years here at Delta uh, with the journalism program. And I was advisor to the paper. But all of the, not all of the people, but most of them, they were upward, upwardly striving, needy right. people. And, it right. and I ended up being like a counselor, you know, as much as an instructor or head of a department. So I don't know, that just kind of gave me empathy for uh, those kinds of people and their needs. And a lot of them have done very, very well. When you just get a, a kid started, I, when I taught tennis, tennis was a great program because I took these kids who really from, were from terribly poor families, and one uh, kid just kept going and he joined the police force. He worked for me in adult ed as a security, and then he worked for Saginaw Valley, and then he became a policeman, and now he's head of the curriculum, um, the corrections curriculum at Mott Community College. Good for him. And he's slated for a college presidency. Or he could be that, or he could be police chief, and he asked me. What, what did you find really encourages people when you said you need to be more of a, you were more of a counselor than just head of the department? They just need to know that they can trust you, that you're gonna help them, and that's, that's a big issue because, it, 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 you know, if you just tell them what to do and, and you're kind of snippy about it, they're not going to relate to you. You have to, you have to bring yourself to their level. And, uh, How do you do that? Oh, it's just, uh, not everybody can do it, I guess, but that, that's what we did. We had a program we called Project Success. It ran for 25 years in Bay City. And I walked through Handy, uh, middle school one time there was kids seated all out in the hall i said what's going on they said well they've all been excluded from class so we i got a grant for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, i think it was and we set up at the boys and girls club and we would bring them over there on buses and they would get their homework and they would work on their homework they weren't allowed to talk they had to raise their hand to go to the restroom and all that kind of thing we saved thousands and thousands of hours Lives. of classroom for these kids, and uh, it was it was a great program. And unfortunately, it uh, it uh, they weren't funding it anymore. You know, things changed, and about 25 years was a pretty good run for a program. Fantastic. Yeah, but it kept them off the street. We we would fax the list of the kids in the program to the police department. Uh, every uh, day and uh, stayed in touch with the parents where we could. So, you know, you, you send the kid home and the parents aren't there. No, you need a positive yeah. person in your life. Over and over, that's what I learned. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So when, um, there must have been tremendous satisfactions for you. I can just hear it in your voice when you talked about this. I, uh, I really want to write a book about this, that'll be one of my next projects. <laughs> so yes, it needs to be done. And uh, uh, people need to know about this kind of stuff because, you know, you, you drive down the street, you don't know what's going on uh, in that town, in that particular town, you know. But, uh, and of course, there's all kinds of ebb and flow of uh, youth ideas and uh, uh, 
um, all kinds of things. So, I, I think it's coming back now, now to more of a balance between those who are likely to go to college and those who are going to be going to the trades or something like that. Don't you think? I mean, I'm well. Sixty percent of the new college students are not ready for college. Well, and uh, I don't think it adds that much. <laughs> I mean, for certain things you need it, especially engineering, and but to study some things, um, I don't know. College people will hate me, but I think the preparation for a job and good character are really important things to do. Be a good person that's, and that's to the first thing. and be reliable. Your word is your bond. You're an honest person. And you work as as hard as you can, and you try and get along with people. Teach them what the right thing is to do. Yes. And I don't like complaints. I, I don't like victimhood. I don't like anything like that. I think you have to start where you are. Life is not fair. You start where you are. <laughs> Figure out where you want to go and take the first step and know that you're going to fall now and then, but you got to get back up. <laughs> you yeah. just got to get up and keep going. I was not a good student myself in high school until I took journalism and I was hands-on and I could write and I had done a lot of reading. And that, that was the making of me. How? If, and just say something more about that. If I hadn't taken journalism, it was called Journalism 3J, and they had a very good teacher. And uh, what we were doing, we were putting the paper out, we were putting out the yearbook. So you did the hands-on work, and that was better than uh, just sitting there he hearing theory and things like that. So, so you know from personal experience. Yeah, I was a hands-on guy who really didn't know it. You know, I'd, I'd kind of grown up on the streets. Oh, uh, well, what was that like? What happened there? Well, my mother was divorced, and we lived on the west side, and they called us the River Rats. Oh. And we'd go down and, and climb on the old ships that were down there that aren't there anymore, of course. And, uh, you know, kind of running with kind of a rough crowd. So that you know, that saved me, I think, because I, I, I don't think I'd have graduated if I hadn't taken that one class and known that one teacher, and that got off on the right, the right track. So anyway, it's <laughs> I'm telling you too much philosophy. No, I like to hear it. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to say what I've learned today. First of all, um, well, you heard my philosophy. It doesn't matter where you start. It's <laughs> It's you aim to go, but some lifetimes it, it just really depends on who you meet or what you sort of fall into. As he was saying, he was an indifferent student running here and there with not the best people in high school and happened onto a journalism class that did the yearbook and other things and he found a way out and he's taken his personal experience and brought it to people who are now generations younger falling into that same, don't know what to do, haven't completed it, and see if they can find a way through different projects he's tried over the last many years to make it um, a better road for them. And his one-on-one -on -one belief in a person being trustworthy is, is what counts. And so once again, the character of America is to solve problems, to be a part of the solution. And I salute him for that because all of us can do that because we're, we aim to be good people and to help others. It's a better life, it's more satisfying. 
and ultimately it takes us all forward as a, as a group. So remember, do something kind for someone you know and someone you don't know and do it every day of your life because your smile counts. And thank you, Dave, for so much for thank being you, a part Jay, of it. Especially for those <laughs> inspirational words. <laughs> to contact Junia, send her an email at juniadonesthespark at gmail.com. For more information, program schedules, and news about future guests, go to www.juniadonethespark.com. Thank you for joining us. See you next time on Junia Dones the Spark. Local productions on QTV are made possible with support from viewers like you. Thank you. This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation.